Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It is July 29th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast covering uh, maybe the first official Raw of the Paul Heyman era. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. So right before we went on the air, Raj, you shared the news with us. Tonight was Paul Heyman, the first night he had his hands, his creative fingerprints, as it were, on Monday Night Raw. No, he's. I mean, he's had it on other weeks, but um, according to the Observer, tonight was the first uh, was the most that he's had. So um, he had more influence on tonight's show than uh, any of the other any of the other recent ones. So uh, Matt Morgan, uh, you proud of Paul there? How, what kind of job you think he did tonight? The tag team stuff was good. The twenty four seven stuff was yeah, okay. That's it for me. oh Ricochet was okay too. So I mean, to me, it was a mixed bag. I mean, I like the I like the Brock stuff. I thought that beatdown was pretty good. I thought that was pretty effective. Um, was better than Braun and Roman though, two years ago. Um, it felt more realistic. I thought um, Braun and Roman was kind of comical, you know, with the you know he's on the stretcher and Braun pushes that dummy off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought I thought that that segment was really good. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of a after that. I thought it was just kind of a throwaway episode. A mixed bag, as it were. Let's go segment Stop by segment. Saying, as it were. As it were. As it goes. <laughs> uh, let's go segment by segment and talk about the evening. Started off with a little uh, video package talking about the prestige of the WWE 24-7 title. Can you believe that was only introduced uh, nine weeks ago? Two months. May 20th. Sure. Yeah. How far we've come. Uh, and that led to the uh, what, what did they call it tonight? The uh, mosh pit match. Yeah, it was basically like a lumberjack match, 
with a mixed uh, match, yeah. mixed tag team, Drake Maverick and Renee Michelle versus R Truth and Carmella. This happened in the ring. R Truth and Carmella won. And then there was a dog pile, which uh, resulted in Mike Kanellis becoming the 24 7 champion. I like that part. That was good. Yeah, uh, it was it was different. I, I like the finish. I thought the 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 match itself was, you know, I mean it was a minute I, at most. I would have waited to debut um was, was her name Renee? Renee, Renee Michelle. Michelle. Renee Michelle. I would have waited a little bit longer, just a little bit to debut her because she's getting over on all of those social media posts from him. She is the one that everyone always talks about. Yeah, yeah. I I would have liked if they had built it up more. Yeah, um, you know her debut as opposed yeah. to oh here it is. Yep. The twenty four seven title does not seem like it has a lot of advanced planning going into it. Hell no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but why is isn't that funny though that that's what's working? We harp on the WWE all the time Dude. for not having solid story. Okay, plans. so much of this has to do with the talent. In my for my two cents, if Drake Maverick, this is my boy. I'm just being honest. He's entertaining as f, and. He has made this and more entertaining. Let's just be honest. If this was just our truth and a bunch of misfits chasing him around, I, I wouldn't care whatsoever about it. But I keep wanting to know how Drake's going to get it back. Yeah. So it kind of glues me in. And then someone like Mike Kanellis, who we kind of all privately root for, because he keeps getting crapped on by his wife, which is the, the intent of his storyline, obviously, to draw up that sympathy. That works on me, too, because I do want to see him do well. And I got happy when he won the title. And then I got legit pissed when she did her little gimmick on in the locker room. Do you yes. think – you don't think this was a way for them to write the belt off, right, with Maria Kanellis winning it? Ew. Hmm. No, they can't be that – they cannot be. It's, it does seem too soon, but I, I really – I mean, where do they go from here? I guess they could do like a segment at Maria's doctor's office. Or, I don't oh, know. That's it. She's getting an ultrasound done. Our truth and scrubs, man. It's gonna yes. happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we're laughing about it, and that's that. There's entertainment in that, as ridiculous as what we just said sounds. That's kind of entertaining in a way. It's more entertaining than other yeah. stuff we see. Yeah, no, the twenty four seven segments. As much as keep imagine our truth was your <laughs> you're a woman and you're on the table, you're undisturbed, and it's our truth under the mask. These masks. <laughs> <laughs> it could be potentially the second best WWE hospital segment of all time. Yeah, there's no way you're topping the the Foley uh, Austin bedpan one. True. Yeah, could be good though, man. Uh, so yeah, I, I could see them giving it a break, but on the other hand, I think there's a lot of comedy here to be had. I'd like to see the women uh, continue this title storyline for a while. I think if you know we could get some other women to benefit the same way it's benefited Truth and Drake, um, that'd be a good thing. And I think uh, Renee Michelle, why not? Have her in the chase. Um, yeah, so Maria uh, threatened to kick her husband in his lady parts if he did not open the door. Uh, he opened the door, let her in. Uh, she brought a ref in, got him to lay on his back. She pinned him. Maria Canellis became the 24-7 champion and then kept harping that she's the first pregnant champ in WWE history. Who wants to pin a pregnant woman? She's got her OBGYN appointment on Thursday. So, yeah, look for that on WWE.com uh, and she social media. that part about having the OBGYN appointment? Yeah, saying if you want to come, that's meet me there. Okay, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I missed that too. So, but oh, yeah, that's good. 
Yeah, so uh, Maria gets the 24-7 spotlight for a while. We then led, went into a gauntlet match. Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn versus Cesaro versus Ricochet versus Andrade. Winner gets to... Hey! Whoa. It's disappeared. Finish it. Uh, winner gets a shot at the U.S. champion uh, AJ Styles at SummerSlam. So we had uh, Rey Mysterio, Cesaro, Andrade. Yeah, let me bring up the... Uh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. And uh, Ricochet. It, I like this. I, I left this out and I should not have, to be fair. This was pretty good. I like this. And it, you knew it was to set up Ricochet. And it did just that, I thought. Yeah. No, I thought they did a great job building up Ricochet. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think they've been doing a great job with him the past several weeks. I mean, you hear the crowd responses from yeah. him louder and louder. You know, his promos, you know, we've, we've discussed it. It's probably better if he just doesn't cut promos. But um, what did you think of tonight specifically by itself? Is there, was there any redeeming qualities in his promo? Did you feel? Did you see any improvement? I just thought it was there. I didn't. I, I really didn't see any improvement. What did you think? Okay. I, maybe because I want to see it. And that's not fair because that's not what you guys are asking me to do here. No. Do you know what I mean? It's hard not to privately root for someone and be like, yeah, but it wasn't horrible. Well, Matt, you wouldn't say that if it was a wrestler you didn't like. You'd be shit. You'd be talking all over it. <laughs> Right. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to do that at the same time here. I mean, yeah. I don't, is his voice is it like a Seth Rollins problem or his squeaky voice? What, what do you think it is? I, th- I think it's also it's it's wooden. His delivery, like he doesn't go up and down, and it's like, That's you know, point. I'm going to do my best to to win this match. You know, it's it's just yeah. that as opposed to you know, or you don't it's have to yell, but you know what I mean. It's not doing this. It's Stanley right there. Exactly. I got you. That makes sense. Uh, Rick, you're talking about Rick, Rick Chase promo after this? You don't get to find out. What you get for leaving us? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to miss this. Tonight is perhaps our last night using Google Hangouts. Uh, Hangouts likes to kick me out and make me sign back in in the middle of a podcast. I apologize to everyone for that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Ricochet's voice, you know what it is? He looks like Will Smith. He sounds like Michael J. Fox. And that's a problem. Okay. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not cool. If Michael J. Fox, Michael J. Fox, America's Sweetheart, Ultimate Babyface in the cool. 80s. Shame on you to take those yeah. back. But if you put him in the middle of a wrestling ring cutting a promo about how he's going to win, I think the crowd wouldn't get behind him because you just, you don't believe, it's almost too sincere uh, in a Ro- weird way. Raj brought up a good point of him staying kind of, you know, in the middle. He doesn't take you on that roller coaster ride with voice inflections, which shows a legitimate, authentic, organic excitement if you're able to do that in your promos. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's right. Legit excitement, that's what you're doing. You're not talking at the same pitch the entire time. Yeah. That being said, I thought tonight was actually one of the better promos that Ricochet has cut. <laughs> we were just talking about that. I was unfairly judging him, though, because I was telling Raj I kind of root for him, right? So, like, I'm, anybody else, I would crap on it. Like, dude, that's a totally D-plus promo. And because I'm wanting this guy to do so damn well, because I think he's the future kind of a thing kind of giving them way more of the benefit of the doubt than I would other superstars. And oh, like, absolutely. Oh. So because of that, I, you know, I wanted to say, oh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought this was his best one yet. <laughs> but <laughs> that's not me being, it's not me being fair. In talk. But, um, but regardless of the promo, I mean, he's getting super, I mean, that crowd was into him. Um, it's, it's working. It's working what they're doing. It is. They're chanting his name. And he's got a weird, he's got like a weird name chant. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. people who are listening to this who aren't watching are going to be really confused with what happened just there. <laughs> Me down to my dog Casper who's tap dancing across my floor on purpose. <laughs> it's funny, you know, like now that we're going uh, over the show, um, I'm remembering liking it a lot more. Really? Um, yeah. 
that I left out. I was telling Raj, I left that out of my uh, favorite parts of the show. I shouldn't have. That was a good. That was a good segment. Yeah, I thought this match was really good. I like that they didn't give away Ricochet versus Rey Mysterio. I think there's a dream match element to that. Who knows if WWE will ever actually get to it, but it's there. I feel like you don't waste that on Raw. You save that for a pay per view. Um, and yeah, I mean, Sammy, you know, was what it was. It was funny. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a, a good, solid match. And this went, this went a while. Yeah. Do you think, though, they've gone to the gauntlet match well one too many times in the past two years? Normally I'd say, yeah, but sometimes when you have the right superstars in it, uh, like tonight, I thought it was really a perfect crescendo. And it's been a few months, uh, but it's it's worked. Like last year it worked to help set, get Seth Rollins, you know, kind of to the next level there. Well, that was an amazing match. Oh. It was a two-hour match. I mean, yeah. that was Right. And then Kofi, well, Kofi Kingston earlier this year, right? Like that mm-hmm. got him mm-hmm. in the world title picture, not only in the world title picture, but to become world champ. So they've had success with these matches as far as building a star. And I I feel like it it helped Ricochet. It definitely did. Yeah, and the parts with him and Andrade were really good. Uh, no, I think Ricochet, yeah, it's just the promo needs a bit more work. He's got to just get the, some of that swagger that he has in every other aspect of his performance to come across in his words, and I think he's, he's money. He will. Yeah. yeah. I remember um, AJ used to have that problem back yeah. in the day, and, you know, he figured it out. So. Do you guys remember I told you, like, when you start to get really super over, you start to let things fly that you normally wouldn't let fly. You'd be too nervous to try out. He's... I saw a little bit of it tonight. He looked comfortable for what it's worth when he was talking. It still left some to be desired, but I saw him. He didn't look nervous like he normally does um, when it comes time to talking. I think I think he'll get there. Yeah. Well, one thing is they stopped doing the uh, – they now are back to allowing wrestling during commercial breaks. Uh, so I don't know if you noticed that. but uh, So no two out of three falls matches, and, yeah, they, they wrestled through the breaks in a couple of these matches. We had a moment of bliss. Uh, real quick, do you want to go through who, who beat who? Oh, uh, I thought we did that at the beginning. No, well, it was Ray pin Cesaro. Um, yes. Then Sami Zayn. Yeah, he pinned Sami Zayn. Then Andrade pinned Mysterio and kind of ripped his mask off. I wonder if he got too much of it, you know, more than he planned, because you could see his face for a second. Or I mean, Ray did a good job of covering his face, but he, he pulled his mask off. Um which I thought was kind of cool if it's if it's setting something up between them. And then, yeah, Ricochet then pinning Andrade to, to win the match. Yep. And uh, after that, so we got this moment of bliss tonight with Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross. Really, they talked about the Raw reunion a lot tonight, uh, almost as much as they did on SmackDown last week in terms of uh, recapping, showing the video, talking about everything that happened. Um, they wanted to show a moment, a backstage moment that happened. Fit Finley was backstage with Natalia working in the ring. Then Becky came in, ran in, need, need Finn, uh, need fit, uh, attacked Natalia and then got stopped. This was interesting. Um, do you think they gave proper context for this? I know Becky and Natalia have been going at it pretty hard on social media, but did this seem weird tonight that they were trying once again to do, you know, Alexa's a baby face and uh, Becky's the heel? I, 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 that's the way I took her. Yeah. You she guys did 
No, I mean, but it just didn't make sense, right? And then when Bliss at the end pulled that she was faking out again, I mean, let me put it this way. Could Alexa Bliss ever legitimately turn face because she's yes. done this fake out so many times, though? Absolutely. Because of her diminutive size, yes. I, I didn't think they were trying to turn her baby face here. I thought, I think what they're trying to do with Becky is trying to take her more to that yeah. edgy character that she had before, like that stone yes. cold, doesn't give a crap. Um you know, that, that got her over in the first place. And I agree you got to take those chances to do that. I just didn't think they did that with this one tonight. I think I care too much about the person she did it to. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? I know I shouldn't because she's a heel, right? But I ended up, I don't know. You ended up sympathetic for Alexa? Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, in a way. I don't know. And you're not supposed to. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't supposed to. It was supposed to be like, well, Becky's a badass. Yeah. And I think, like, they've waited too long to do that. So now, like, again, when she gets in the ring and gets in a promo with Nat and starts running her down, you're like, Becky, what the hell's wrong with you? What the hell got into you? That's what I'm thinking. And then Nat comes out of left field and curses at her back. This was, like, two weeks ago. I'm on that side now. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. I think they waited too long. And now they try to go back to badass Becky. It makes her look like a jerk at times. It's kind of like what we talk about other baby faces that they mm -hmm. look like jerks every once in a while. Yeah, it's one thing if you had stayed consistent, but you know, you had her and Seth Rollins making googly eyes at each other yes, for the last month and a half. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what they were doing with all that time. You're right. I was wondering, I was like, well, what happened? We put all this time, this space right. time in between her being Becky Badass. That was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah. And then her man got crap kicked out of him tonight, went right by him, and she didn't even. Go to see what was, you know, no interest. No, like, is well, he okay? I'm a fan of that. Continue that, please, Becky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Keep them apart and don't Keep have them sharing screens. Keep them telling your boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Becky came out, got in Alexa's face, got in Nikki's face, setting up a match between Alexa and Becky with Nikki ringside for later. We'll talk about that. But then perhaps the high point of the evening, the triple threat for the Raw Tag Team titles, the Usos versus Gallows and Anderson versus the Revival. History did not repeat itself with uh, the Usos getting into some trouble, some personal issues, and then going on to win a title. But Gallows and Anderson, the original club, are now the tag team champions on Raw. I, I, this is my favorite segment, for what it's worth, just because to me, I could honestly look at the TV and say, huh, they have some good tag, the tag team division is pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, there's not three really good tag teams that I like watching independently, and here they're all in the same ring at the same time. Um, I don't know. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I agree. And I also think when you have a, a faction, you can't have a couple guys just lose all the time for it to be effective. Hundred percent. And so Gallus and Anderson, they never really got their steam. So this is a way to get them steam. It makes the OC seem like that much more legitimate. And um, yeah, it makes them like a real cool you know a, a real a legitimate heel group now it does dude it's totally right it's like if if if, if Arn if Arn and Tully never won won the titles it wouldn't mean as much you know what I mean when right. they'd be in those promos in the background with Ric Flair talking smack or jumping people on Flair's Bennett um, on his behalf or in six mans you know you had three you had three men that were champions yeah it's meant more yeah absolutely we saw them celebrate backstage after that win, but this match was great. I recommend if you skipped Raw tonight, watch this match. Yeah, um, I like seeing them hit uh, the uh, the finishers back to back at the end. I thought that was cool. The uh, Shatter Machine, and then the uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name. Magic Killer. Magic 
Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, this was a very good match. Gals Anderson, the original club, tag team champions, AJ US champion. This should be a good couple weeks as we head into SummerSlam with that. Then saw more of the Raw reunion special uh, and got a Viking Raiders versus two local enhancement talent, Johnny James and Cole Carter. The crowd seemed dead for this uh, squash match. You don't say. <laughs> they should rip the earrings out, by the way. They the crowd is dead pretty much every week for the Viking Raiders. Um, I mean they they haven't been they haven't been hot for them since they first uh, after their first couple of weeks uh, after all their name changes and everything. Yeah, they should have uh, done something with those earrings. By the way, I don't know what you could have done, but something with the what with the earrings. The guy <laughs> had these huge holes in his ear. The, what, the gauge earrings. They're humongous. They're like this big. They're, yeah. Um, because I don't know today, it's obviously different. I'm probably showing my age, but when you wrestled in the ring with the earrings, when I was wrestling, there's a huge sign of disrespect, and you're giving away the business that it's a work. Because think about it: someone wrenches a headlock on you, one, your earrings are coming out; two, they're ripping holes through your ears at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, when a like- headlock is applied on on you, or anything, any kind of hold, yeah. you know. I once had a match with Robbie E in a squash match, and he was wearing earrings and chewing gum. And I remember JBL was like, "How y'all go? How you gonna let him give away the business like that?" And like was like getting in my grill over it. And and, and I remember um, just thinking it was like the weirdest thing to get you know, hissy fitty you know, jerky over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Robbie proceeded to let me pinball him around the ring and make me look ten times larger than I really was. You know what I mean? But. You know, looking back, I remember in that era, that was a huge no-no. I just honestly didn't even know the dude. I didn't even notice his earrings. And why would I have cared? Right. And yeah. I put no headlocks on the squash match. Yeah. Or it goes the other way, like uh, with uh, Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. Where it's just you can't make it a gimmick. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or uh, Batista with his nose ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we went from that to Street Profits backstage, Ford and Dawkins, uh, doing their little recap thing that they've been doing, talking about what happened on Raw up to that point of the evening. Are there plans for them to ever wrestle on Raw, Raj? Not anytime soon. Okay. This is it. What do you think of this, though? How they're portraying them, how they're putting them on TV like this? What's your guys' opinion? (sighs) Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Would you rather them stay in NXT, continue defending their titles, and when they get called up, they actually get called up in wrestling matches? Yeah, or do vignettes, like, you know, regular Ooh. vignettes. Like you They know, could do cool vignettes, I bet, too, because they're entertaining as hell. Yeah, exactly. Mix music and everything, go with it. I think they could do some really cool stuff with them. But let me uh, be clear. If I say they've been entertaining, Raj, I mean it when being in their own element or right. their own gimmick, not being told to sell Monday Night Raw every single week. Yeah, not narrating what took place yeah. earlier in the show. Oh, dude, did you see Carmella? Yeah, I can't wait to see Carmella versus. Yeah, you can. You could wait. You, <laughs> you don't want to see that. I'm watching the show and I don't want to see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not what they'd be like. That's not what the characters were in NXT. Yeah. I mean, it could be cool if done right, but it's just so weird tonight. That tonight was very light on storytelling. Tonight was great on uh, in ring action. Yeah great on backstage fights and whatnot but story-wise there were so few promos that it stood out like a sore thumb to have two guys that there's no plans to wrestle uh 
are given this segment here. Like I would rather have something else that moves along, sets in place some of these stories. And let's be clear with the fans watching that those are going to argue the the counterpoint, which is, well, you know, Paul or whoever's running the show is giving these guys invaluable TV time to get their personas over before they ever have to step foot in a match would be the argument. And I would say normally, yes. (laughs) If you heard Raj earlier, he said the vignettes would be great as well. Because it would introduce them without having to wrestle and step foot in the ring first. And that's important, usually, right? But that's not what they're doing. They're making them narrate the damn show and do things that they normally don't do. Yeah. Yeah. I was I made the point on Twitter. It's like the snowman in uh, Rudolph who's narrating the, the show. <laughs> you don't I know exactly what you're talking I mean, it can work though. It works like in movies. I mean, you can have characters like Jay and Silent Bob or people that like just comment on what's happening. And it's funny, but if Street Profits are never going to wrestle, yeah, and they're going to wrestle. Obviously, at some point they will, yeah. but not not uh, not for the ne- not near the near future. Yeah, and they're NXT Tag Team Champions that are on Raw, not wrestling. That's the part that's a little where the, yeah. the disconnect. Yeah, there's a disconnect there a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss match started off um, ended up with uh, Alexa faking an injury so the referee stopped it and then we went into Nikki Cross versus Becky Lynch Becky got a fairly easy win um, after Alexa came from behind attacked Becky showing she was faking the knee injury yeah, I, I mean, mean, if you got a knee injury, they're not just going to sit you on a couple steel chairs at ringside and, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, prop your leg up. Um, so this was one of those cases where, like, nobody, I didn't get any questions on Twitter with people going, was that real? Was that real? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. She's faked it so many times yeah. that I think it's just, it's hard to, you know, God forbid if something really does happen to her, everyone's going to assume it's an angle. Yeah. Um. But how do you think Nikki Cross is faring lately, Matt? Fine, but tonight was not her night to be spotlighted, that's all. Yeah. yeah. Becky's still super over. Um, but I agree with what you guys are saying. Like, they're trying to get that badass part back. And maybe that's part of it, too, is this all started. Got, hard to believe it's only been a year since uh, the rise of Becky Lynch at SummerSlam last year with her attacking Charlotte. But... Remember, that started with what was supposed to be a heel turn, but fans embracing her as a badass, more like Austin, as opposed to a bad guy. So now it kind of makes sense they would try and uh, square peg round hole that angle again, thinking it will get her badass heat as opposed to, to heel heat. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. She's going to face Natalia at SummerSlam in Toronto. I think it'll be a good match. Have you paid attention to their social media back and forth, Matt? No. Is it good? It's okay. It's not nearly as good as Rhonda, and I think that's maybe because Natalia and Becky are friends. Dude, when I'm on Twitter, all I do is I check like who writes me and stuff. Yeah, the the stuff between Lacey Evans and Alundra Blaze has been a lot better. <laughs> oh, I did get some of that. Actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lacey just really she's, held her own in that. Dude, she's pretty vicious. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was I was impressed. Lacey's uh. Uh, Lacey's got a lot of star potential. God, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe what I used to, I used to think of her at first. Yeah. You know? And she really came, I mean, just in those tweets, she came across as someone you don't mind, want to mess with. You know? Hell, you see the picture of her? Yeah. No, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> no way. Uh, Natalia did challenge Becky to make their match at SummerSlam a submission match. So, uh, 
we'll see what happens there. And then we saw Maria Canales backstage with the 24-7 championship, having her photos taken. Braun Strowman appeared behind her. And this was weird, right? Uh, said, asked her to show how big and strong he was. And he just sat there like kind of grunting and growling. And then we cut away. Yeah, I didn't get that. So Braun's the father of that baby, right? I mean, we're just <laughs> assuming. No. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I could not explain what that was supposed to be doing, other than just to get Braun on the show, maybe. Like, they had nothing else for him, so. Yeah. How often would that happen when you were there, Matt? Like, we have nothing for you. Go stand behind this person and grab. I wish. No. <laughs> it's, a free, it's a free payday. I wish. Yeah, exactly. You don't take any bumps or anything. And yeah. Stand and look scary. It's pretty scary. It'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. Oh, man. So this started, uh, actually, it started with Dolph coming out to uh, HBK's music, kind of bringing back that gimmick he was doing. What was that, like a year ago when he kept coming yeah. out to different Legends music? Yeah, it was one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this match was interrupted. Brock Lesnar showed up, came in with the Universal Championship, beat the crap out of <laughs> Seth Rollins. I think this is the most uncomfortable beatdown I've seen in some time. Seth looked like he was coughing up blood. I'm um, pretty sure that was a capsule. Oh, yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and like, usually it's very redundant. Brock comes out and, and kills people, but it has been quite a while, it feels like. And so tonight it felt new again. That was pretty good. Yeah, I thought this was uh, one of the better, I think this was one of the best Brock segments in a long time. Uh, especially with him going back to, you know, after Seth was stretchered out and then Brock going back to the ambulance. Uh, yeah. I thought it was awesome. I thought Brock looked like just a, a monster here. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was, I mean, he, he I, I was legitimately getting worried that Rollins was going to get injured during this segment because Brock was not going easy on him. No, no, he was not. I'm so glad he broke, up, broke that up too. But him being dropped on the chair like that, how do you, I mean, how do you like, uh, but then again, I don't know how guys are taking that power bomb on the side of the apron either. Unless they're doing something new on the side of these rings that they didn't do when I wrestled, like putting more padding there possibly. Like that's another bump I look at. I go, Holy, how are these guys not dead? Mm-hmm. Like I mean, sincere. Like it's like the edge of your coffee table, guys. It's no different with like padding of this thick. I'm not saying it's not like wrestling tough guy and you're extra tough because you're. I'm being honest. Like, there's no, it kills. There's no other way to say it. It kills. Not like a normal bump either. Like a stab jolts your whole spine. Yeah. You know? So, like, when he's getting put on chairs like that, shit, I got no answer. I don't know. He's yeah. Gumby. <laughs> and the uh, fans were chanting for Brock in this segment. So, why do we think that is? <laughs> exactly. So, the damage has been done to Seth. Hopefully, they yes. can bring him back too. <clears throat> Right. Well, ba- backstage, we saw him being uh, wheeled out on a stretcher. He went past uh, Becky Lynch, went past Roman Reigns, uh, some other onlookers who were trying to see how he was doing. Uh, they put him in the ambulance. It was stopped by Brock Lesnar, who went to the back, pulled him out, started beating the crap out of him. Now, they explained Roman. Roman got uh, attacked by Samoa Joe around the corner. Um, the club attacked. Wait, so, wait, re- real quick, yeah. back to this segment with the Dolph Ziggler stuff. So... According to the Observer, um, they they don't have Ziggler's not wrestling Shawn Michaels or The Miz at SummerSlam, but definitely definitely feels like they're setting that up, right? I'd be very game for that. 
Yeah, but then he keeps mentioning mentioning Goldberg too. So maybe it's Dolphin Goldberg and Sean's in Goldberg's that corner or something. Seems really. Um, why would they give that? I mean, no offense to Dolph Ziggler, I appreciate your stand-up comedy, but why would they give that opportunity to Dolph to wrestle a legend like that as opposed to any other up-and-coming talent? Just to give Goldberg a win over oh. someone, you know, and and to give him a good match because you know him and Undertaker, he got concussed early into it, and it, it, it was a disaster. He gets a reset how he goes out. Yeah, because and Taker did, you know, he had that awesome match at Extreme Rules last right. a few weeks ago. So, uh, I mean, I mean versus HBK though, honestly. Yeah. Um, if we have the Dolph match at all. I, you know, we have to have, do we have to watch it? Okay. Then yeah. Versus HBK. I just think if Sean's coming back and I'd want to see it with AJ, I just feel like you could do a oh, lot well, of well, stuff that's there. not what the, well, that's not what we're saying. Of course. Right, 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 right. But Dolph has to be, I didn't know that was even a, a choice that, that. I don't think it is. I think Sean is really done. Um, out of the mix here. I didn't know that was a possibility. Yeah. I think Sean, I think Sean is done. <clears throat> so it's either Miz HBK or Goldberg? No, they're saying it's not Miz and it's not um, Oops, it's not HBK. Oh. So, and there's not really been no one else uh, kind of put in there. Uh, so that leads me to believe maybe it's Goldberg because they keep can't mentioning be Kobe for the fifty fifth time. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, so we had this beatdown segment backstage. Lesnar tossing him off the stretcher, over the stretcher, and fiving him onto the stretcher. Uh, yeah, this was pretty savage. And it's just funny with uh, the blood capsule or whatever they were doing on the heels of Vince McMahon's comment. What was it, Raj? Uh, talked about AEW and their uh, blood and guts matches that he didn't see TNT tolerating. Yeah, he said A-N-W, AEW. Uh, he referred to him as blood and guts wrestling. Says he hasn't. No, he he doesn't see how TNT will be able to allow that on their network. And and yeah, taking taking his shots at at AEW. Well, he's a step behind because they've already addressed it. It won't be happening on TNT. So yeah. yeah. And then Good conversion, Vince. <laughs> well, it, it, he kind of did the same thing in the past with TNA. Uh, he would take shots like that. I remember he wouldn't even put us over. <clears throat> He mm-hmm. would never say those letters. Right. And then eventually, toward their dying days, he finally started. I might even buy it. You remember if somebody asked him <laughs> to buy it or something in an interview? Right, yeah. And then Kurt Angle name dropped TNA after WrestleMania. But like he said, yeah. I think TNA is hiring. Or was that last year? That was last year. That was last year. <laughs> Uh, so then the final segment the Samoan Summit, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe. What is the Samoan Summit, you may ask? I do ask. Uh, uh, Joe came out and said it was canceled, so we'll never know. And Reigns then just came out and started beating him up. Then Drew McIntyre came out, Cedric Alexander, the Usos, the club. This was a very diverse Samoan Summit, I'm just saying. You know, they opened this up uh, to people from all backgrounds. But, yeah, uh, big fights happened. Cedric went off the uh, the entry uh, video screen, which was kind of cool. Um, I don't know. This was it seemed like a weird ending to a weird show. It was, but you could tell they specifically tried to highlight Cedric. Yeah, I mean that spot was awesome where he jumped off at the top of that the screen. They they hadn't done that in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought Cedric looked like a, a million bucks here. Um, 
And it looks, I don't know, it looks to me like they're going with Roman, Cedric, and the Usos against uh, the club, Joe, and um, and Drew at SummerSlam, at least Who off that angle tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, Samoa Joe, Drew, Gallows, and Anderson versus Roman, the Usos, and uh, Cedric. Okay. Not terrible. Yeah, it gets him on the card. It's weird Roman not having a big match on the show, but. It is, but I think in the long run, this is the right way to go with him, man. People are going to want to see him back near that spot again, I think. Yeah. It's weird not getting a singles match. So they did promotion tonight for Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw, which opens Friday. I mean, clearly that's going to open in number one. It'll be a hot movie. It's weird that Reigns is going to be in one of these hodgepodge multi-man matches at SummerSlam. Dude, he's been the guy, though. Come on. He's already been yeah. to the promised land. He's been the hood ornament of the company for a few years now. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like a movie's not going to get him more over. Right. And and if anything, they've I think this is like the first time they mentioned it on WWE programming. Uh, they really haven't been, you know, playing it up. Yeah. Well, they talked about it when he shot it. They talked. To, I mean, it's come up a couple times, but not not, not recently. <clears throat> They're not promoting it. You like actively promoting it. Well, tonight during the program, definitely. Uh, but I think that, you know, we'll see what happens. I Do you guys feel, okay, if you got it your way, Matt, if you could put Roman Reigns right now getting the same opportunities in the same position that Seth Rollins is, would you make that switch given how Seth's arc has played out in recent months? Oh, that's a tough question, man. Because I still don't think the fans are ready for Roman to be there just yet. Yeah. He's getting there. I don't want to see them screw that up, man. It's unfortunately for Seth, if he's got to continue to be in this crap storylines they keep putting him in, and they're burying him with his promos and stuff. Yeah, I think just, I think it's just going to work in a way to them want to see Roman even more to get that spot back. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you. I think you wait, you, you play, you know, especially because chances are, if you're going to put Roman back in that top top slot, it's going to be around WrestleMania time. So I don't think you want to do it this early and get the fans turning on him. So, yeah. They will. They're going to come for him. I have a feeling they're going to come for him. They're going to be loud eventually. Yeah. And people in the chat, yeah, I know on WWE Network, (laughs) uh, I know on WWE.com, they're doing stuff with Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, on TV, you're not hearing them mentioning it, uh, like on the in the announcing, uh, when they're talking about Roman or Roman's not dropping it in his promos, talking about how. He's got a movie coming out, and he's going to be with The Rock. It's not like the Scorpion King or the Marine or See No right. Evil or something right. where they they don't own a stake in this. Now, I'm curious or to see. Rock's movies, for that matter. Yeah. Normally, yeah. Rock's movies, they don't shut up about it. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, in Hobbs and Shaw he's credited by his real name or he's credited as Roman Reigns in the credits? Real name. I think, that, yeah, Joe. Maybe they put it in quotes, like Joe, Roman Reigns. I know. Anoy, Anoyi. I yeah. have a hard time saying his last name. We'll see. So that was Raw tonight. Tomorrow night on SmackDown, Jerry Lawler, Trish Stratus is going to be there. Randy Orton's going to uh, address Kofi Kingston. I thought that was interesting in the promos that they, I mean, obviously you've got Lawler coming back, but then talk about uh, Trish, talk about Randy. It does seem a very sort of Raw reunion angle. Like, hey, if you haven't been watching for a while, here are three names you're going to recognize. They didn't mention anyone else. Um, well, Trish is a superstar, so you definitely want to do that. Um, and uh, she's, yeah, she's going to be wrestling Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam. So that's, um, 
looking yeah. forward. Yeah, and I'm sh- I would assume that Charlotte gets the win, and so that's you know it's big for her. Uh, what else is going on in the world of professional wrestling? Oh man, so last week was the WWE earnings call. Um, pretty much down everything as far as network subscribers, um, merchandise sales, uh, attendance, revenue. Um, but they did uh, they did perform better on their earnings, so the stock just jumped you know way up and and basically after this quarter now WWE is going to make just making an insane amount of profit each quarter with the new TV deals kicking in, uh, regardless of all those core metrics being down. So, you know, we could continue to see a drop in ratings and attendance and, and everything, but, you know, their stocks should be doing well for a while now. Yeah, 10 per- up 10% uh, from last week. Yeah. Meanwhile, in that period, raw ratings were down 14%, SmackDown was down 11 merchandise down 13%, network, network subscribers down 6%, live event revenues down 7%. Um, so yeah. Uh, I saw my dog Casper again. What's that? That was my dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, no, no Bray Wyatt tonight, which was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no Bray Wyatt. Not interesting. Annoying. I wanted to see him tonight. <laughs> I agree. Well, maybe on SmackDown now. Maybe he's going to be there. So SmackVille happened over the weekend. I did not watch it. Did either of you? I did not. I did not. So wow. Finn Balor. Hey, man, <laughs> the boys is on Amazon. New season of Orange is the New Black dropped over the weekend. I'm just saying. I that, by the way. That's an awesome show. Yeah. Orange is the New Black. Yeah, no, final season, man. I got priorities. I got to catch up on that before it's spoiled for me. Um, but Smackville, Finn Balor was supposed to wrestle Shinsuke Nakamura for the IC title. That did not happen. Uh, instead, Ali did. Finn was out with the stomach flu. Um, so yeah, we'll see maybe tomorrow night we get some more build towards Finn's match with Bray Wyatt. The graphics are showing Finn not as the demon. Wrestling yeah, the, yeah the, his, the plan is not for him to be the demon at SummerSlam. Right. Which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Taking time off. Mm-hmm. And uh, CM Punk in the news. It was announced, uh, we've talked about that he's going to be appearing in StarCast 3 in Chicago, but he said in a recent interview that AEW made him an offer via text message. Yeah, so Punk did an interview with ESPN, and it's kind of kind of negative on AEW. Like, if you if you go through and read it, um, just didn't sound like um, uh, he, he they're in good graces right now. He, he basically said AEW made him an offer. They kind of sent it over text messages, what he claimed. Um and he, he kind of he kind of insinuated that they keep mentioning his name um, and like to anytime he talks to Matt Jackson, Tony Khan will start name dropping punk. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so, yeah, so he, he, he it wasn't the most it didn't make AEW look uh, look in the most flattering light, I guess. Um, so anyways, Cody uh, tweeted about it. And he said, let's see, what was, let me, let me bring it up here. He said he thinks he was misquoted and Punk was not misquoted. Um, <laughs> the reporter, uh, he has audio of it and he was not misquoted. And then Cody said, I know one of us had met with him in person. And yes, I texted, texted him plenty when we couldn't connect on the actual phone, but not a contracted offer. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to WWE. Regardless, great wrestler and guy. Door is open if he wants it. So obviously, Cody saying he wouldn't be surprised if Punk went back to WWE. Got a lot of people talking. It's 
it's that just a weird thing to say. That ain't happening. And people and people are gonna say he said that to throw off the scent that oh he's coming to yeah. AEW. He ain't going either. Yeah. I don't know. He goes to AEW, but I don't think he's going either. I think with that lawsuit, uh, I just don't see how he goes back to WWE anytime soon. Uh I mean, he's a stubborn guy, and you saw like he'll, when he cuts off friendships and things like that, they're cut off for good. Um, so, I I don't know. I I don't believe it. Yeah, hope he's happy. If he ends up somewhere, it'd be AEW, in my opinion. Did uh your paths ever cross with Punk, Matt? No, he came into OVW right when I left WWE. Oh, he was gotcha. just being put down in OVW. Was he in TNA at all when you were there? Because he did a couple couple shows there. No, I was with WWE when he was at TNA. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I could see this being misdirection if he is going to show up at All Out. But, uh, I mean, to an extent, though, are people kind of – I mean, I'm kind of over him as a as a fighter. I think UFC has made it very hard to take him seriously in yeah. the ring. Unless you put him in a gimmick fight, like against um... – Enzo Amore would be the best <laughs> opponent for him in UFC. Great promos. They both – it would be like, who sucks more? It would actually be a competitive match. Yeah, or BJ Penn, who hasn't won a fight in forever. Um, you know. He's done. He's done. Yeah, unless it's a gimmick fight, there's no there's no reason to – He's never going to draw UFC again anymore. Do you think it's possible? I mean, I think if Bellator took him, like they would put him in those gimmick fights, you know, like they had Kimbo Slice versus Ken Shamrock. (laughs) So, Kimbo had that look, and he also had that one punch knockout ability that he always had. What does Punk give you in that regard? He doesn't give you a look. He doesn't give you a knockout power with one punch. Do you know what I mean? He lost to Jobbers, not to Jobbers. Mickey, what's his name, is actually legitimately good fighter. Uh, yeah, Mickey Gall was good. Mike Jackson was not. <laughs> he got crushed by him. So, yeah, I, I I can't see Punk fighting again. Uh, I okay, can see Bellator wanting do, to make it happen because it would, would it would do big it would do big ratings. Okay, but wrestling AEW needs him more. And, and you know what I mean? Wrestling needs him right now. I'd be great if he can come back and he does go back to AEW because that's now another bona fide main event star, mainstream star. Yeah. He he would be the most mainstream star that they have. That was my next question. Yeah, more than Jericho. Yeah, just because so many people know Punk from uh, you know the pipe the, the pipe bomb promo and and uh, with UFC and everything. Even though you think that's kind of, bigger than when Jericho won the title, with more fans were watching wrestling back then. Uh, probably just because when the Attitude Era was at its peak, uh, Jericho like he came in hot. You know, with that promo with The Rock, but then he was co-intercontinental champion with China, and you know, he was the first undisputed champion, right? But that that happened when WWE business was like starting to to dip, like after the that was an attitude era. It, it, I mean, it was like the tail end. It was like two thousand. What was it? Maybe two thousand one, two thousand two. I was on top of right when that was happening. Yeah, because it, it was after WCW went out of business, obviously, because. Uh, they were merging the the world titles, so oh, yeah. that would have been two thousand one. Well, CM Punk meet and greets still available both uh, Saturday morning and afternoon at Starcast, and not only do you get a photo in eight by ten, you get a CM Punk collector cup. Yeah, when you meet him there, um, it'll be interesting to see if those sell out and just uh, kind of like what the demand is. He's doing a uh, panel, an interview at Starcast, so 
Mm -hmm. I'm sure people are going to, you know, the question will come up again and again. We'll hear more about how he's not going to AEW or back to WWE. Uh, So it'll be interesting. Uh, Triple H turned 50 the other day. Yeah. Happy birthday to Triple H. Um, 50, still gigantic. And uh, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> he, had a big, uh, he had a big bash. Um, and I know there's some musicians and stuff at it. Yeah. Maybe one day he'll actually get to take over the company. One day. Yeah, eh, we'll see. Vince McMahon's going to live forever. So yeah. I, I, was, I was on Ryback's podcast. Did you see that article uh, that was posted on Wrestling Inc. about Vince McMahon's brother? No, no. What about? So I was on Ryback's podcast, and he talked about like how he met Vince's brother in Houston, and uh, and they got to talking, and like they correspond over email, and uh, so when Vince found, th- th- so this was when he was with Ryback, so so when he first met Vince's brother Rod, and anyway, so after he met him, he went and told Vince, and Vince just got irate for some reason. He got like red in the face. And then the next time he saw him, Vince like put him in a room with his mother, who's like ninety something years old, and put right back in the room with his mother. And so he was talking to Vince's mom, and Vince's mom was telling uh, Vince's mom was telling Ryback how her son's going to live forever, and just, it was just so bizarre the story. So, <laughs> he put him in the room with Vince McMahon's mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's. What? It's really weird. So, yeah, you can check out the articles on Wrestling Inc. today. Or, uh, <laughs> if you look at Ryback TV, you'll you'll Wait, hear the story. Is there? You got to give us a little bit. Is there? Is there something crazy or weird about his brother? No, I mean, he with Vince. Does he want to like? Ryback didn't get the response because it sounded like they get along, like Rod and Vince. So, huh. I don't know if it was maybe one of his one of Vince's employees meeting his family without his permission or without him, you know, maybe something like that. Vince is a control freak. Right. Yeah. Yeah, We see that. Yeah. Maybe he's worried. He doesn't want photos of Rod getting out or his family. I don't know. It's just just weird. I've never known that about Vince McMahon. brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lastly, uh, what's up with uh, Emma to Neil Dashwood? Oh yeah. She signed with impact wrestling. So she's debuting um, at their upcoming shows, August, I believe, 15th and 16th in Mexico City. So she was with ROH. Um, contract expired this past March. And, yeah, she's been a free agent. And now she's with Impact. I, I'm kind of surprised. I thought, uh, I don't know if maybe AEW didn't reach out to her or if they did. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised. Because she's got name value. You know, she's got some star power. I bet you, I think she looks not exactly like, but I think she is too much of a similar type to Britt Baker. And they've already got some confusion. I think some of the women have similar looks. I think, yeah. you know, maybe they want more distinct uh, personalities there. That being said, I think uh, Tennille versus Tessa, I mean, for Tessa Blanchard, yes. this will be great. I think that's probably the biggest match that they might have right now. I agree. Tessa's, Tessa's just freaking awesome. She's really coming to her own. She's yeah. on fire. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, anything else that we before we uh, wrap it up here? Uh, we mentioned Jimmy Uso. He was arrested for DUI last week. WWE issued the same standard statement where they're responsible for their own actions. So he's not going to be punished, nothing. But 
yeah that was about it i think that pretty much covers it since the last time we, we spoke that's the world of professional wrestling this is the wrestling inc podcast matt morgan what do you got to plug nothing there you go visit longwood florida everyone it's a lovely city uh yeah he's at bp matt morgan on instagram and twitter raj what's coming up on the website um just uh yes just stay tuned um i got nothing you know the usual stuff to plug <laughs> I'm uh, inter- interviews with chavo guerrero um uh, gosh uh awesome kong we've got oh, nice. um, a bunch of brutus the barber beefcake so um so yeah keep your eyes uh keep checking out the site when's uh glow season three dropping that is i believe a couple weeks so that's what chavo and, and awesome kong were both uh they were both talking about glow as well as you know, as, and we also talked about wrestling awesome kong talked about <laughs> AEW, and uh yeah august 9th glow drops on netflix season sure. three I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, where I live tweet along with WWE programming. Greatly appreciate a follow. And we'll see you back here tomorrow night to talk SmackDown Live on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.